This episode of Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters. You've heard us mention them on the podcast before, and if you're in Fairbanks or you're going to be coming through Fairbanks for a fishing, hunting, or camping trip, it's a great place to stop and get what you need. It's a locally owned Fairbanks business that I've been shopping at since I came up here, and really it's the type of sporting goods store you would hope to find in a place like Fairbanks. They've got a ton of hunting, fishing, trapping, and camping supplies, including backpacking meals and stoves, clothing, real rain gear, good footwear, including mountain hunting boots like Loa, rubber boots like Extra Tufts and Lacrosse, and they also have a great selection of guns, ammo, shooting and hand loading supplies, and even muzzle loading stuff. Now, they also carry a wide variety of fishing and dip netting equipment to tackle just about any fish Alaska has to offer. In Century Hardware downstairs, you'll be able to find a big selection of marine, snow machine, and ATV supplies like ramps, hitches, gun boots, um, good gas jugs, not the junk you find everywhere else, and all sorts of odds and ends for your boat or anything else you could need, and of course, whatever hardware you might find yourself in need of. In fact, it's one of those stores that you'll usually end up leaving with more than you planned on buying because they're really good at finding and stocking things that you just didn't realize you needed until you saw them. Frontier Outfitters is located in the Gavor Mall on 3rd and Old Steese in Fairbanks, as well as Century Hardware out in North Pole. It's a great store, so next time you're gearing up, get on down there and tell them you heard about it on Tundra Talk. This episode of Tundra Talk is also brought to you by Hedgecock Group Real Estate, a local brokerage that can cover your real estate needs in the Fairbanks area, whether it's residential, commercial, or just undeveloped property. The Hedgecocks have been active in the Fairbanks and North Pole real estate market since the early 80s and have put together a team that really reflects the diverse needs of homebuyers in interior Alaska. With a brokerage team made up of multi-generation Fairbanks locals, transplants, and military veterans, they really understand the unique aspects of living in the interior and what that means when it comes to shopping for a home in general, buying land to build a home, and they also understand the situations that many military members are in when needing to buy or sell a home in Fairbanks. This is really a unique place to live, and whether it's learning why some houses have water-holding tanks instead of wells, how much it'll cost to heat a given house, or just what recreational opportunities are close by, they're here to help you. More than simply acquiring or building a piece of property, they can help you find the right property in the right place and help you learn from their experience. The Hedgecock Group offices are on Noble Street in Fairbanks, and if you want to get in touch with them, visit www.fairbanksakhomes.com. That's how you do it. All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel, and uh, just me and me and the in the doctor tonight. We uh, who Frank was just saying, yeah, it's been a while since it's been just me and him on a podcast, like blast from the past. But everybody's all blast chas- from the beginning, chasing their tail, doing whatever. Yeah, that was because that was episode one and two, I think. Yeah, it was just both of us. I mean, I'm sure there's been some other ones, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I was telling you too, Matt. You know, the last episode it had been. He was one of the first, like right after we did the first couple. He might have been like the third or the fourth or something like that episode. Yeah, which I always need to put. You know, I'm always like, I need to freaking put some more effort into you know mixing it up because there's a ton of cool people that are awesome to have on. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I talking to him, like all of a sudden you you know you blink at spring and everyone's going fifty different directions and oh yeah, it's super. uh, I know that 
yeah, everybody's either in town or out of town. When they're in town, they either have to work or they got to take care of all the business they haven't been taking care of while they've been out yeah. of town <laughs> screwing off. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I had a, I guess might as well just start this one off bad. I uh, what? saw an RV today oh. by the name of, uh, <laughs> Don't you say this or what was it? It was uh, Hideout. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, so now we, I mean, now, now you have, have to, to yeah. you have to tell so, everybody. No, I don't know where Alaska is like land of RVs in the summer. Yeah. Every, there's tons of them. They rent them. People drive up here with them and they're just everywhere. It was probably eight or 10 years ago. Somebody was like, every time you see an RV, just put the word anal in front of whatever kind of RV it is. All the it's names. funny. All the it's names. Funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> you start seeing these names and you're like, how come this goes so well with anal? Yeah. Every single one of them. <laughs> I saw a jamboree today, too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's, so, yeah, sorry for forever ruining RVs for you. Every time right. you'll, for, you'll, you'll be well, driving down the road, you'll just chuckle every time you see Every one. single time I do, for sure. I mean, if you're not going to tell a shit story, you might as well talk, you know, give people something to think about all the time. Yeah, no, that's the truth. No, I actually need to dig back, dig up some of the ones. That, there's still a few, I think, that we kind of got off track. And What was the text the other day from tell. Nick? was like, come down here at Sun Island Delivery, and the guy wants more shit stories, he just told me. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm glad everyone, everyone like, finds the... It's just right. telling me what the most important part of the podcast right. is. Right. It's more <laughs> shit my pants stories. I start feeling good like, about myself. Well, you could just like get rid of all the fishing and hunting talk and <laughs> yeah. just like have a podcast that's shit my pants stories. <clears throat> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I actually I actually did a little while back, but it was pretty undramatic. It was just, a, you, know, <laughs> you never, you know, the old saying, never trust a fart. And it was just a little bit yeah. too much. Well, Untrustworthy. <laughs> so the other, well... And having kids, they say, I mean, they just say the funniest shit. And, uh, yeah, it was maybe yesterday I was out doing something in the yard and with the kids and, and Sadie, my little girl, she's three. She, uh, I'm like, all right, hold that. She's all, you know, trying to get me to do something for her or whatever. Like, all right, I got to run inside. I got to go, got to go poop. I was like, or if I go inside, if I don't go, like, I'm going to, I'm going to poop my pants or whatever. And she's like, oh, and you like those pants? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, like, I do right now. I do right now. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. What was the other thing? Jed was uh he was he was uh he's probably gonna kill me for this when he's eighteen. Who cares? Oh, it's funny. He was <laughs> he was doing his business the other day and also I was like, All right, are you done? You know, little Pamis five, so he's you know, wiping his own butt and I gotta go check though and then he's <laughs> I don't know what he what he had to eat or something. He's like, Oh, there's a little bit but he's like, Dad, can you come scare me? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, I got something that won't come out. I need you to scare me. Oh my god! <laughs> like the the thought process. Oh right. Just... And now, like you know, when he's a little bit older, he'll be like, scared the shit out of me. Yeah. It's like, it really works. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty incredible. But uh, yeah, no, we've been, yeah. A lot of that kind of action, apparently, lately. Oh, yeah. Just, no, funny stuff with the kids. But, no, yeah. I got, got bear baits in. I wish I had a shit my pants story. My real, like, failure story is a lot more embarrassing and shitty. But, uh, oh, but from yeah. the other night. Well, yeah. 
before we, we you're going to talk about yeah, that? You might as well, might right? Might as well. Yeah, I mean, for maybe. sure. Um, I just today listened to the last podcast with you and Matt. Mm-hmm. And the whole uh, dental thing, I got a good chuckle going when you, because you guys started out talking about like, oh, I haven't been to the dentist in forever. And Matt yeah. was like, oh, yeah, I didn't go for a long time either. And I well, was just, my whole life, like, the the world of teeth for me is just a shit storm. So, well, and that's part of the reason some of your stories is like, why, the, me, why you're like, all oh hyped my up, God, like, oh. this is going to be horrible. <laughs> so, I guess, like, this is like rewind to when I'm 16. Um, I, we built a potato cannon, and I'm not talking like we built this little potato gun. We built a fucking cannon. <laughs> this thing was nasty. So, like, how big? Like a, a one of the the hairspray ones, well, or a pneumatic or an air pressure one? Oh no, it was a hairspray one. How big was your? Like, it what? was a two inch, but it had a six inch chamber that okay. was like. 12 inches long the chamber yeah. and we had um so you, it had a screw cap like a clean out cap on the back yeah. of it with the square yep. with the yep. square yep. and we cut a hole in that and we had a tr- one of those trigger lighters oh yeah that was glued like epoxied in there but it wasn't the actual lighter all it was was the two wires the igni- the igniter wires so because mm-hmm. all you need is that little tiny blue spark yeah and we were using Aquanet hairspray. Oh, yeah. The Aquanet was the good stuff. Oh, man. Which... Like, no fuck around. I got to insert... Like, if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm sorry you had a terrible childhood. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we you had know, the, the front of the two-inch was sharpened, bevel it, beveled yep. it, so it cuts the potato when you jam it in there. Yep. Or you can jam in tennis balls, like get a tennis ball wet and jam that thing yep. down in there, and it'll, like, elongate it, and it, just, like, slides right down in there. Yep. Perfect, but... Potatoes, you know, potatoes were way cheaper for a hundred pound oh, yeah. bag of potatoes than, well, I grew than up, tennis balls. I grew balls. up in potato, like potato farm in Central, so yeah. yeah. So we we were shooting the shit out of that thing. We probably were shooting some stuff we shouldn't have, <laughs> but um, we were up at the lake one afternoon and we're oh we'll shoot this. We're shooting trees, just hanging out at the around the back of the truck, you know. And I grab the thing, and there's some kind of bird or something. I'm like, watch this. I was like, just vaporize that bird's like 40 feet away, you know? So I load the whole thing up, and I spray it in there. And we had probably shot, Jesus, at this point, six, eight hundred pounds of potatoes through this thing. A lot. What was your, like, good, what was your recipe? Like, how many seconds of spray did you eat in At this point, I don't even remember. Obviously, too many seconds. (laughs) Um, so I held the thing up, we had a handle on it, on the front of it, so you could like hold on to the thing, onto the trigger lighter and everything. Well, normally we were shooting the thing from the hip, but I was like, I'm going to get a little, little bead on it, you know? So I brought it up closer and like, not in front of my face, but like down below my chin. Yeah. And I kind of like lined up on this bird. And pulled the trigger, and it was just like, I don't even, like, hardly even remember anything. I kind of remember, like, I never, like, passed out or fell down, but it's just like, I mean, the thing vaporized right in front of my face. Yeah. The whole back, it disconnected, like, it blew up, basically, like a bomb right in front of me. And the trigger lighter caught me in the chin, and it ripped my chin, like, cut me from the front of my chin down under here, and... The whole thing hit me right in the mouth, 
and I just remember being like, oh, fuck, ow, you know? Felt like somebody took a two-by-four and slammed me right in the face. Yeah. And at first, I didn't realize, like, how shitty it was. But I looked up at my brother. My brother and my buddy Eric were, were both with me. And I looked at my brother, and the look on his face was not <laughs> – I was just like, uh-oh. This is not cool. I'm fucked up bad. So I instantly, like, throw the like debris from this potato gun down on the ground – and go over to the truck, and I grab the side view mirror, and I op- I knew something like instantly was wrong. I yeah. opened my mouth, and when I breathed in, it hurt so bad. It was just like I looked in the mirror, and I just had two. My front two teeth were broken right off, like almost oh. at the at the gum line, and there was two nerves just like hanging down, oh. like dangling out of my teeth, the stumps of my teeth. Oh. The next two teeth over were both pushed, like, facing back into my mouth, where they had, like, didn't break, but they, like, bent around and were, like, facing back into my mouth. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Fuck, so you instantly, like, close your mouth. I'm bleeding. My nose got hit, so I'm bleeding out of my nose. My chin's cut, and I got two teeth that are bent straight back and two that are broken. Oh, fuck. So one of the kids that that we were with was, like, his dad was a dentist. Oh. So we're like, it's like a Saturday or Sunday or something. So we're back to his house and just like, I still to this day don't know. I've, I've had some serious pain. In my body, I've hurt myself a few times <laughs> over the years. And this is my, that, that raw nerves from teeth hanging out has to be like probably some of the worst pain I've ever had in my entire life. Um, I end up in a like emergency, you know, dental, surgery where they got a you know they're they bond i still have the same teeth that they've bonded to there's i still never went and got like porcelain crowns and all that shit put on but um i remember him laying in the laying on the um in the dental office and him they numb me all up and they get the nerves and shit out and eventually, you know, I have to have two root canals and like all sort of shit. It's like trip after trip after yeah. trip after trip to fix all this shit. But at first he's like, oh, we can save these two teeth once I'm all numbed up. Dude has got his foot on my chest holding me down and he's got his hand in my mouth and he yanked those two teeth that were bent back Straighten with his fingers, oh. like pulled them back out straight again. Oh, Fuck, I'm glad that I was <laughs> numbed up for that. But still you're like... He's holding you down, and you're pulling. It's like yarding on your neck as he's, like, pulling yeah. on your teeth, trying to, like, straighten them out. So, yeah. So that was, like, the start of my teeth problems. <laughs> and then a few years ago, I wake up one morning, and I got – I never had my wisdom teeth out. And I wake up, and I'm like, oh, my tooth is killing me. So I went into the dentist. Dentist is like, you never had your wisdom teeth out. And I was like, no. And he's like, well, they're impacted. So he's like – not only do you have to have all four of your wisdom teeth taken out, but they've grown in the bottom underneath your molars. Where they're like turned facing forward. Forward. They're growing forward rather than yeah. up. And they've grown underneath my molars and they've just destroyed everything. They like had finally hit the roots. They'd grown enough to like yeah. start poking into roots is why I was like, holy shit, yeah. ow, why does my tooth hurt so bad? So they went. I went in then, and they pulled. They ripped six teeth out in one sitting. I remember and that. That's that's, oh, that's when you quit chewing because you couldn't chew right then. And then you're yeah, like, no, yeah, I might as well, 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 well start quit. Exactly. 
So, but all these years without any of that bullshit going on, I've never had a cavity my entire life. Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I mean, the chances of me getting a cavity are going down with all the teeth that I'm getting rid of over the years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, The odds are are moving in your favor. Yes, exactly. No, I think so. I don't know. Some people have good teeth. Some people don't. Mm. You know, I was kind of surprised. I was surprised I didn't have. I've got just a cavity in each of my top wisdom teeth. Yeah. Which is understandable. I mean, I've, they've been in for 10 years and and never, and it's, they're tougher, a little tougher to clean. So my, dad, my guy was like, he's like, I could pull them with like no issue, but he's like, honestly, it'd probably be Doesn't even easier matter. just to put a, you know, fill them. And then if they end up giving you issues later on, we can just yank them. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. But back to those potato, potato guns. Yeah. That, uh, I, and of course, I mean, I had a potato gun was like, when I never did anything stupid with mine, what I used to do is I would take an arrow and jam it through the potato. Nice. And run it down. Yeah. Run it all the way down. Yeah. Shoot it up in the air and it would, and it would catch, it would direct like the fletching would, mm-hmm. would steer it and it would stick in the ground and the potato would go flying to the end of the arrow and hit explode right. it on the ground and yeah. then I'd find the arrow sticking in the ground yeah. you know like 150 yards away or whatever it was not the wisest thing but some man, years later I had buddies build one we were shark fishing and we were having trouble so we were using um, uh, steel cable basically on a reel so it's yeah. like a boat set up boat yeah. rod set up and, but we were fishing off the shore so we were having trouble getting it out oh yeah out past so you the free, break or whatever free spool and they, you jam the eel we were fishing with and the uh-huh. weight yep. into a potato, down the potato cannon. And I was like, I won't have, I'll fish, I'll do whatever, but I will have nothing to do with <laughs> yeah. that freaking potato cannon. Well, I- so we were shooting our bait. One guy holds a rod, one guy uses the potato gun, and you shoot your bait out. Well, I've heard, and- that's <clears> even <throat> like, there might even be commercial like pneumatic like pressure tank ones yeah. nowadays that I've seen, I've heard of people doing that before. Yeah. I, uh. And that that PVC, I mean, it's it's great for making potato guns when you're a kid because it's especially like rural, you know, farm kid type stuff because it's everywhere. And it's right, cheap, cheap and easy to symbol. A mine had like welded pipe, like yeah, well, for real. And I made deal. I made uh, the one I made the one I remember making the big one. I made like a little tiny one too, but that was pretty cool. But uh, the the normal like two inch size one i i was i used a lantern lighter those little like flick mm-hmm. um i could never the but the fancy ones were like a grill igniter and you would just take the leads and like attach like what to, we did with, attach but with a, to a nail the, but yeah. yeah yeah um i always used just the old flick lighter last time i was down in colorado uh we had dinner with some friends and one guy's like I still have that potato gun of yours from years ago. I guess oh, when man. we were we were leaving town, we had I had I was already up here with my dad. But when the rest of the family is leaving town, they had you know moving sale and that got that disappeared. The neighbor but, bought uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, I did a few years ago. I made a water balloon mortar. I remember seeing that. Thing. That thing was freaking cool. Yeah, I found some that was air 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 compressed yeah. air. Yeah, I. Uh, because I found uh, I found plant for some reason I had this idea I was like there's got to be someone that's done this more it was oh, yeah. this big you know barbecue my uncle to have every year and all the kids running around in the backyard 
and I just like had this vision of shooting water balloons from like the other side of the shop in the woods mm-hmm. out there, and uh, and the the water balloon slingshot wasn't gonna like do it. So I f- actually found plans, you know, for like a PVC one, and then I was working on. I think I was working on a water treatment plant out on Fort Wainwright. Some job we had with uh, who was that? I think his name was Bill, the foreman. I just somehow, you know, this stuff comes up in conversation at work. And the mm-hmm. plumber, I think I was asking him for, like, if he had any materials, you know. Yeah. And, uh, or, like, a couple extra ball valves, because the, the switch, the basically the other way of making a potato gun is, as opposed to, like, an explode, exploding, like, right. actual cannon air. is a air chamber that you charge with an air compressor and then some sort of valve that you throw. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just thinking you used a ball valve with a, and that's what I ended up doing was a ball valve with a, uh, with a, a pull cord on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he was, he was like, yeah, he's like, I would not make it with PVC. Like, don't make your pressure tank with PVC or something oh, like hell that. hell no. And he's like, there's a reason, you know, he's like, we only air test like copper pipe or iron pipe. He said any PVC or ABS type stuff, we water test. Yeah. He's like, air pressure, he's like, that stuff will explode if it overdoes. If it's water pressure, it'll just kind of boosh. Yeah. But, um, so that's what I did. I went down and got like whatever scrap iron pipe, you know, threaded iron pipe I could find in caps and drilled a hole in the cap and put a, a ball, like a, um valve stem in there mm-hmm. and uh ran it down to a, a 90 to a ball valve to another 90 up to like a piece of i think it was like three inch abs mm-hmm. or something like that and you know made a base i made it work put it together and kind of attached them together and made it made tripod like a bi- bipod legs for the mm-hmm. front so that it sat it was all like can't gre- army green or camo or something camo, yeah i yeah. remember seeing that set thing. it on the ground and what you would do is you take you you use a wad like um styrofoam it was like two styrofoam cups seated together with the uh i had to cut them in the right spot so they would perfectly fit, fit inside in the tube yeah. and you had uh I had like a tote, a uh, Rubbermaid like tote with water, a so- dish soapy water mm-hmm. that I keep all the balloons in, and then a spray bottle with soapy water for to lube the thing up. Yeah. So you'd spray some soapy water in there, and I made a ramrod with like a, a round, you know, uh, to circumference to fit the inside of that pipe. Stick your wad in there, slide, like gently slide your wad. It's like a shotgun wad. Basically, Mass, a to massive get, shotgun. Yeah, wad. to get to you know, so the air doesn't just vaporize your balloons, and you get a good seal, and slide that down there. And I'd roll six. I'd blow them up to where they're just you know smaller than diameter. I'd, I'd roll six of them, is what it worked best with. Six water balloons down there. Nice charger up to scatter gun. <laughs> charger up to night. Charger up to ninety psi and throw the lever, and it would shoot them like over a hundred yards. Nice. I mean, it would shoot them way up in the air. It was cool. They were kind of, it's a little dangerous for shooting at small children. Wow. Um, yeah, it was cool. Heck yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's about my, the extent of my experience with potato guns. There's all sort of fun stuff you can do. Yeah, we're probably just touching the tip of the iceberg. I'm sure (laughs) people have done a lot crazier shit, I'm sure. Some of my buddies used to use like starting lighter, starting fluid. We that tried starting fluid, WD forty, all sorts of shit. Yeah. I think the Aquanet, Aquanet the hairspray was like, holy shit! It was cheap, shit. And, yeah. And you get the right like 
for the it all depended on the size of your chamber too, like well, the right yeah. mix of hairspray and oxygen. Well, and, yeah, it's exactly it. If you put too much in, it wouldn't go off. Yeah. And if you didn't put enough in, it'd just be like, bleh, yeah, like shoot ten feet out of the barrel. But yeah. if you hit the right amount, yeah, the, that thing shot like. I never, we'd shoot in fields and be like, oh, we'll, we'll go find the potato. I never found a potato. No, I mean, they they'd shoot like, like two or 300 yards oh, at least. more than yeah. that, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And tip, yeah. you know, typically we were always shooting them, you know, angled pretty high up in the air. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like turning a bunch of kids loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Fun times though. But. Yep. It's yeah. It's all fun so, games until some, I'm lucky I got my eyes. You know, yeah. like so easily I could have like got myself, you know, it could have been a diff- whole different, different problem. Yeah. Well, and there, <laughs> yeah, it's just so much stuff. There's so many random little things that could just hose you, man. Well, like yeah. Nick getting that cut across his left eye. Oh, yeah. I guess exactly. it's back, you know. It, He's back to good. been back to normal, yeah. but you injure your eyes. You don't know what the, what the deal is going to be. Yeah. You know, all it takes is one tiny little stick or a fish hook in the wrong spot or. Oh yeah, or something like that, but for sure, or an exploding Schedule Forty PVC pipe yeah. <laughs> next to your face. Yeah, but yeah, no. So yeah, my just get it over with. My bear story the other night. Oh, that was uh, well. It was the second night I sat. I don't have a ton of time to hunt this year, so I'm just kind of going when I can. The first night I. Uh, because I had checked, I think, I checked with you once, and, and we hadn't had any action when we set that other bait. Yeah. yeah. Or, or after we set it's that set, other we bait. We set it, and then we went back. It yeah. is still, I mean, it is. We were ready to hunt. Yeah. Like, we, were, we brought everything to yeah, go we and were, actually sit. We were going to hunt. Um, I was thinking there might be a black bear on there by then, but, you know, it just wasn't. So, what was it then? It's another week. The next time I went, I checked that I had a couple grizzly, a couple, like, young grizzlies on the one. And then I went checked the other one and had like a had a nice looking boar and a sow and and I think there was another bear or two. There'd been like four or five. That one I I don't know. I had my camera way up on a tree because I've had a couple cameras destroyed on that. Mm-hmm. It's basically just to get a general idea of what's going on. Anyways, I sat I sat and the grizzly didn't show up. It just one of those things that's typical. But uh, then yeah, so it was. This was then Thursday night. I got, I got, it was the next chance I had to go. And I was like, all right, I'll go check the one. And if there's nothing worth sitting for there, I'll go check the other one. And yeah. anyway, the, I had, had had that big black bear, um, big black bear on there. He'd been on there for a few days and then gr- there'd been grizzlies on it for the next couple days and he hadn't showed up. And so I'm like, all right, well, might as well sit for this because that one had one sow grizzly on there that was a decent, decent bear. I mm-hmm. probably would have shot her. I kind of would like to get rid of a couple of them sows that keep having like three cubs and yeah, raising them up, kicking them out. Right, it's like every time you kill one, the sow that you didn't kill has three cubs every freaking yeah, couple of three like, years. Yeah. yeah, or you know, and it makes sense. You know, you kill some of these big, some of these big boars, and then more cubs are going to make it because yeah. they're the ones killing killing them. the yeah cubs. Um, but uh, and that, I mean like. You know, sidetrack as far as bear, you know, bear management and hunting. It it's like it doesn't hurt the bear population, but it sure helps the moose population, right? You know? But yeah. Anyway, uh, so I sat and it was. I mean, freaking, it was got balls cold. It was snowing in other parts of the state, but uh, it was supposed to be like thirty four degrees that night or something like that, and just windy. 
Yeah. Which typically, you know, I looked at the forecast and it said it was going to slow down a certain amount that evening. But, uh, He's in, in the garage. Pause. Pause. There goes my DeWalt driver. You'll never see that drill again. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he's like, Ooh, this kind of looks like a pistol. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you know, and, and I don't know how many times I've said it, just at least where I'm at, man, windy and black bears coming in at night. No dice. Don't, it's typically not even worth sitting. Yeah. Um, grizzlies, I've had grizzlies come in when it's windy. Um, and I mean, people are going to have different experiences other places, but I was like, I was ho- really hoping it would calm down because a lot of times after it's been real nasty, whether stormy or windy or whatever, and it gets dead calm, they're there instantly. Yeah, if they're if they're waiting to come in. But so long story short, yeah, I uh, um about twelve thirty, you know, it finally or about midnight, it finally calmed down, and about twelve thirty, snap. I was only gonna sit till one, and then snap. You know, they can't. They can never. They're never. It never seems like they're very far away, but yeah. they're just laying down. Yeah, I think because so. Because when the wind does calm down and they do come in, it's always quick after yeah. the wind calms down. Yep. It's like, well, this thing hasn't been walking for like three miles or whatever to nope. get here and showed up that quickly. This thing was 150 yards away somewhere laying down behind a stump or whatever in yep. the woods right there yep. and just got up. Yeah, and you only... Uh, and you only um, oh man, what was I going to say? Jeez, I'm struggling. Um, you only, I can't you need tell to you. smack me or I something. I can't tell you what you're going to say, man. <laughs> Jeez. Um, you, well, and you only, you only know, like when you get there, what I was going to say, this is what I was going to say. You, uh, you know, you see what you, what's happening on your camera, mm-hmm. you know, like that bear hadn't been back in like four days. But you so don't you know, know you don't know what's lingering always out there. Like, well, that's just it. Well, I mean, you could I've be seen... sitting there, and a bear shows up that you never is never you've never got a picture of. It's never been to your bait. But just he's, he's been lingering or something, or it just happened to be that now he smells it and is coming in, yeah. and you just happen to be there at that point in time. Yeah, that could be. It's uh... it seems like a lot of times, like a mature bear is in there, and when it's either done or gets shot, it's like. Next, other, other bears like start coming cycles in. Yeah. another bear you know into the into the mix that's been put off by this the the dominant bear yeah i mean it, it was actually the night i shot i shot the grizzly with a stone point when i took uh took tom clum up there we're going and the whole way up you know he's asking me oh you ever you know you see bears very often on the riverbanks i'm like never i've yeah. never seen a bear from my boat on this you know this or you know, some other right. rivers I have occasionally, but I've never, I never have. I'm I like rarely see bears. Yeah. And they, uh, so right after telling them that I pull up and at this point in hindsight, it had grizzlies on it. The, the bait had just been hopping with black bears. Mm-hmm. And then these, you know, a, a sow with a sow grizzly with, uh, it was either two or three big cubs, you mm-hmm. know, moved in and, and the black bears kind of dispersed, but you know, we, Pull, I'd right. I just told him this pull up, stop the boat, kind of tying off. I tie it off, turn around, and look behind. And there's a black bear standing on the bank, you know, 400 yards down there. Pull out the binos. I've never seen him. Pull out the binos. It had a white spot on his chest, and which is pretty rare around there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah I've had pictures of that bear. I know he, like, he's been to this bait, yeah, but not for day, 
And he's just he lingering be, back, just like yeah. we were just talking about, waiting for yeah. his time. So it's in, yeah, it's just, you know, you always wonder what's going on out there. Anyway, so what was it? It was about like one. Forty-five or something like that. I had because we were texting back and forth, you know, before you guys had gone to bed, and I texted like it came in, spooked him or something. Like yeah, that is what well, I, I got all initially. the texts at one at once oh. in the morning. Like I got the, yeah. you know, I hadn't looked at my phone until like nine o'clock in the morning or something like that. And at that point, you had fessed up to what actually, yeah, had, you know, <laughs> and had eaten away. You're like, damn it, I'm, I, I lied to my friends. Yeah, Shit. I was. <laughs> it was in uh, hindsight. I was just like, yeah, you know what, it's always better to just tell the truth but well, I, uh, whatever that's what i said to you i was like Fuck, good on you man because you could have just put that under your hat and not told anybody anything that i happened. was planning like, on it but no so anyway he uh somebody can learn something from i think so you you know oh i fucked prob- up big time right and somebody can learn something from that fuck up so yeah. it's worth saying something yeah you know? so uh anyways about twelve thirty, he came in and i mean just like did he motor right in to the bait? Yeah, more or less for a black bear. He did what typical did he come typical from black straight bear. Out or no, from the right? no, he came from the right. But it's a and after I went back there, it's a new trail that has I've never had bears oh, come in. Not on that before. main. No, that main trail on because the, right? the one trail goes to the right and then hangs ninety degrees and goes straight back. Yeah, this trail quarters like forty five degrees off back to the right, and it's a new trail. Like you could tell it's been getting chewed up and used. But huh. wonder why they all um, of a sudden decided they wanted yeah, to put know, a new trail in. 30 years of running that. Yeah. Uh, who knows? But so, you know, heard snap and another pop and all right, here he comes. And soon enough I could see him coming. I'm like, oh yeah. Cause that was, I would, that was the bear. I kind of really wanted to kill that night mm-hmm. and coming in. I'm like, yeah, that's him. It's a nice, you know. Is he the only black bear that's on the, I, was on the bay? I think so. Yeah. yeah. He was, and he <clears throat> had a, he wasn't huge, but I yeah, probably six and a half, and a, and a pretty good size head on him. Oh, he looked like a nice. I oh, mean, I saw not, pictures. The trail like cam nice pictures. I was like, holy, he looked fat, you know. And yeah. He, and he was a he was a nice bear, but he came in and hindsight, you know, I probably just should have been ready to shoot and shoot him as soon as he came in. But also, and that's what I do with grizzly. But those black bears, I mean, you've seen how twitchy those big ones can be sometimes when they mm. come in and yeah, and just real spooky at first, but then like once they decide that's safe, then they relax and mm-hmm. you can kind of pick your shot. Well, he can't, so he did that and he stopped broadside for a few seconds and then right. I'm like, I'll just let him, he's looking around. He never did look at me, but yeah. then he lays down quarter and away hard, like with his, you know, not straight away, but with his butt on his belly, with his butt kind of angling to my left. Mm-hmm. I'm going to interject right here. The way... We just changed it up when we just put these two baits in. Yeah. And we didn't do any kind of cribbing or anything like yeah. that. Just threw a pile of shit on the dog food. And my thought process is you're always like, build it so that they have to come around and get in front yeah. of the bait. And my thought process is they're coming around and they're facing away all the time. Yeah. Instead of like coming in like you would think like, oh, they're going to come in if there's something behind them. And they're going to stand yeah. broadside and eat. They never do. Yeah. They always come in and they face away from you or like hard quartering away from you left yeah. or right. So it's almost when Rob like was you, up there, you, he's like, am I going to have to build all this shit up and everything? And I was like, no, man, we're not even doing that at all. We're going to actually take all this shit away and get rid of all that 
and we're just going to throw some brush on top of the bait so the birds can't get at yeah. it. Because once the bears are in here anyway, this is all going to be tore up and everything's mm-hmm. going to be ripped to shreds. But I was like, when we do hunt, I don't want them to have to be like, even if they come in and they're facing straight at us from behind the bait, Yeah, it's better off than them facing straight away from me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I approached it a little bit differently this year. Yeah. And I'm sure that'll work fine. Um, but, uh, so he's laying there and, you know, of course it's like, and I told myself, even after last year, I got a little impatient and shot that barrier sitting up against when he was yeah. laying down. And yeah. I, that was a fine decision. He was well, broadside and he went 10 yards yeah. dead. But I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't. Cause I had. One that I had go haywire on me a couple of years ago, I just got impatient, shot when he was sitting down, and, you know, really, like, that's a shot that, like, you know, should make a hundred times in a row, and it just didn't, but, uh, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna wait for him to stand up, and, because he will eventually. Oh, yeah. And, uh, sitting there, and, like, oh, yeah, you know, you could shoot him over the hip, and you could if you, if you, but there was no reason to, so... Sitting there, but I'm freezing my balls off. Well, it was cold initially. That, it was cold, cold and night. I was doing okay. You know, I was bundled up, and I was doing okay when you're, you know, you're kind of huddled. Mm-hmm. You know, everything all constricted up, huddled there, sitting waiting. But when you're kind of hanging out, and you know, you got your arms out, just ready to ready draw, to dra- any, ready like to draw anytime, the bow. Yeah. yeah, you know, so start start getting cold and shivering, and all right, put a hand How in my long? pocket. About fifteen minutes. Yeah, all right. And I think it was, uh, I don't know how cold it was, like 36 degrees or so. It was freaking, it's been cold the last yeah. week, like, not week, but like four or five nights. Yeah. Chilly. I mean, both times I've sat, I'm like, man, I'm getting soft or something. I don't remember sitting on a bear bait being this <laughs> freezing. I don't know. But uh, I anyway, so shit always. Anyway. after however long, I'm like, all right, I'll, you know, warm up. He's eventually going to stand up, but I'm going to draw my bow and just, you know, just draw off him and aim on it that stick there just to warm up and get the muscles, make sure everything's quiet and working good. And so I did, you know, got a full draw aimed at that. And then I'm like, I'm like, Oh yeah, that feels good. That looks good. I'm like, you know, I'll just shift it over and see what the aim looks like on, on him. And then I'll let it down and shift it over. All that aim looks good on him. And then something happened. <laughs> whereas so, something horrible, took horrible place. <laughs> which I'm extremely <laughs> embarrassed of. And I'll like, preface that there's no there's no excuse for this happening but it did and it shit like this does happen sometimes. the problem started when you drew your bow yeah yeah no i should i shouldn't have even never drawn should, your bow well that's the first problem the second right. problem like there's several a series of poor decisions <laughs> right and you made. never should have shifted from the stick to the to but the, the in hindsight though i mean you would have the exact same problem except for the arrow to hit the, the stick yeah yeah like what was happening was Muscle reflex over it was over as soon as you drew the bow. Yeah. Well, part of it what it was was when I moved to the bear and because I could you know, I'd been all night, you know, aiming at sticks and stuff and, and you just to stay warm and stay loose and yeah, you know, if you're if a bear's on there and you need and you feel like you need to like draw the bow to warm up at a stick, you know, then just do that. You know, worst case if the thing pops loose on you, you'd spook the bear off and they'll probably come back. Yeah. But uh, I didn't do that, so <laughs> I'm like, oh, the air, you know, and I, I shift over to the bear, and you know, like looking above the hip, and which would be a just devastating shot, just a lot smaller margin for error than yeah. what you would like, and 
whatever I guess is the left half of your brain controls the right side of your body. So mm-hmm. the left half of my brain says, fuck it, shoot him. And the oh, right no half of, and the right half of my brain says, no, let down, get the bow out of the, like, don't point that bow at him. Yeah. And this all happened at the same time and the string popped loose and the arrow, it hit him, it hit him through the outside, like the muscle of the hind quarter as yeah. best I could figure the way he was laying. Cause I mean, it caught like an inch inside the black and I heard it cut and it hit the ground, you know, heard it cut and hit the ground and he took off running. And I'm just like, did that really just fucking happen? Ugh. And then, so he runs, oh, boy. he runs off a little ways and then starts walking and I'm like, shit. So I grab my rifle and I can hear him banging around back in there. So I just, I tried to run him down to see if he, you know, cause he'd he had no tre- idea what happened. Tree. See if he'd run up a tree. Cause yeah. I have had that happen before. Um, or just hesitating, you know, not, not knowing what's going on. Look at me to see what, what was coming after him and just draw, yeah. you know, finish it. But it didn't happen. He just kept a pretty good pace and I couldn't even find any blood. You know, I'm sure, obviously I'm sure bled a little bit, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there was unfortunately no, you know, we'll see. You never know what happened, but it's, no. it's a pretty shitty feeling, but, um, you know, for stuff, sometimes you make stupid, sometimes you make stupid decisions. Yeah. I, uh, oh, I'm made, accepting, my, <laughs> I'm accepting my, my self prognosis is like a high functioning development, developmentally disabled. Person. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next day I was all pissed shooting my, and then more into that, I, would I tell you about my tuning deal? Cause I'd, yeah, you I'd been yeah. shooting, I'd been shooting some like day six, three hundreds in this bow for three years or something like that and they always tuned great well like some stuff's changed like i've gained some flexibility in my shoulder for some there's a couple reasons that my draw length has shortened just slightly in the last year and this spring i i was like i had to refletch them anyway so i was like oh, i had to check the tune on these arrows because they hadn't really been flying like they should and sure enough they were stiff so i had all i had those were 300s and i even tried adding a lot of weight up front and it wouldn't wouldn't weaken them up enough so i had like a dozen black eagle 400s so i tuned i tuned up one of those and got that got that tuned and been shooting those and they seemed like even with fletch shafts i mean they'll shoot okay but they didn't seem like they were flying quite as perfectly as they should Mm -hmm. and uh so i'm dinking around with it last night and but i'll check my bear shaft and it shoots perfectly straight so i'm like well it's got to be something i'm doing so i'm trying this and that and yeah so it was, it was the the day after this whole incident or later that same day it was early in the morning i uh decided right, i'll fletch out I'll fletch up this last bear shaft and so i'll have a couple extra practice arrows because i put up my tree stand and i'm like i'm not screwing around with this anymore like need to need to focus like not there's not not happening again and uh right because it's a little bit of a confidence blow too i mean you got to have kind of a short memory but you got to like do what you got to do to make sure you know stuff like that stuff the stuff you can control anyway doesn't happen again anyway fletch up this arrow bundle it with the rest of my practice arrows like you know you got picture like i got a bundle arrows in my hand tap the tips on the table to like get them all like your um seating cards or something to Mm -hmm. stick them in my quiver and I look at that one I just fleshed, and it's like fleshed, and it's like two inches shorter than the other arrows. Mm. I'm like, you Whoops. stupid. <clears throat> so what happened is, months ago I 
bear shaft tuned that arrow and I didn't cut the rest of them down to match it. Holy <laughs> shit. So I yanked out the insert. I, well, I did a quick trial and mm-hmm. yeah, then. Sure well, enough. Now they're flying real good. Yeah, but right on. Yeah. Plenty of, uh, plenty of foolishness going around for me. So, I mean, I, I, yeah, that bear just is what it is. It's embarrassing and it sucks, but don't, yeah, don't well, feel like, I mean, stuff like that is going to happen eventually. We're hunting. Oh, shit happens you all the know, time, yeah. you're, so, like, and like I said, like shit I, goes south initially, so fast initially so, I'm like, yeah, yep, I'm not telling anybody about this, but then I'm like, yeah, you know what? Well, it's, the text read something like, came in at 1230, spooked, nothing happened. And then the next text right after it is uh, a level, you guys, I fucked up big time. <laughs> and you told, like, yeah. you know, what what happened. But, yeah, and my response was, you could have kept that right under your hat and not told anybody. Good on you for saying something and you learned a lesson or two, you know. Oh, big time, so yeah. It's... But it's all about, you know. It's like, and the thing is, is if you talk about it, you're saving somebody else doing the same fucking thing. Yeah. By saying, you know, by and saying something I don't know. about it. And there's it. no, you know, it's, yeah, it's, I feel plenty bad. Is that, that kind of stuff, I mean, you know how bad that kind of stuff bothers me. Oh, yeah. Especially when it's needless. Like, there's no reason that should yeah. ever happen. Well, you for should, multiple, that bear should be, like, should be in the laying on the floor right, right yeah. there on salt and the whole meat should yeah. be in the freezer and, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I mean, because that kind of, and that, st- just stuff of that nature happens to everybody eventually if you're hunting a lot. Yeah. And I don't know. It it could be, I could see it being discouraging if you're someone like, you don't, you don't ever hear about it though. It's. Well, cause most people t- would never. No. And there's. Never a, come, be like, hey, guess what I did. Yeah. You I know. Mean, there's a time and a place for it, you know, for it to not necessarily be. It's not like you want to post all over. Oh yeah. Well, you know, this, no, it's just people, but- people don't, don't understand the. It's not, you don't learn, you just see the shitty part of it. And yeah, yeah you know, I know it's, a, it's shitty as more than anybody. Cause I did it, but, uh, right. anyway, so, uh, I'll, I mean, <laughs> I'd even, I'd even cut my tag on that one cause that was all me, but, uh, right, yeah, well, I mean, is you'll see, you'll find out whether he comes back yeah, or we'll he's see. gone it for wouldn't, good or and that's the thing. It, we, we wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if he it, came right back. No, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm like 99% sure he's fine. Um, it, uh, and we, yeah, I've seen, I've actually, yeah, we've, I've seen several bears killed that had been wounded, wounded before. Um, I've seen it. Yeah. I mean, I can think of like four or five, yeah. including shot in the head. Yeah. You know, so it just is what it is. You got to just take what, you know, right. you can't take, and I try to tell my, you know, and it's like, try to make lessons for my son, you know, cause I told, you know, told him what happened and this is why, you know, you don't do this and that you can't, that you can't take arrows or bullets back once they, yeah, once they once go. Once it's going, it's out there. You know, whether you intended to do something or not. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that bugs me is like, is like, I can't even call it a bad shot. Cause I wouldn't, I, I didn't want, I wasn't planning on shooting. If I had mm-hmm. been like, all right, I'm going to shoot that bear right there. Well, if you, I would have smoked him. He would have been dead. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so no, it's yeah. If you ever get start feeling feeling big headed about yourself or think that you can't you can't screw the pooch, get ready because something's about something's to happen. Gonna happen. Right, you're about to screw that pooch. But uh, yeah, so hopefully that's the worst of any of our experiences this spring. 
<laughs> yeah, I, yep, exactly. I haven't even hunted at all. Oh, I've just been on oh, like you're, bait you, patrol. You're probably I'm about to go on a serious <laughs> waylay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we got everything all set. The trip I can't, you know. Yeah. Same trip we did last year, but I, I had to sit this one out. We went from five people to two people. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty quickly. <laughs> Pretty quickly, yeah. Um, and what a horrible freaking, I mean, I say horrible, but what a rough go at it. I've never seen it like what Rob and I just dealt with was a shitstorm. Yeah. I don't know that <clears throat> the river was really dirty. Yeah. Like worse than I've ever seen it. And we're both kind of on, I have a bunch of jobs scheduled that I have to, I have to be back for at a certain point in time. So I don't, I either don't do it or I just push through and he's kind of in the same, same boat. He's taking this time. And, um, so we got up there and we were like, well, well, it's dirty. Let's, you know, we'll load and, everything and, up. And, and what, yeah, you run into it. We ran, I mean, what, a couple of years ago, we couldn't even we decided to we pull couldn't the plug because it, yeah. was, it was way you, you know, you get, shitty. You get the right water level. ice. It's ice. Trees and, and stuff. Trees coming down uh, and sometimes a ton of trees. But not only that, but every little stick and, mm-hmm. and stuff that's, you know, been falling down over the winter. Or if it's real high water, it picks up shit that's accumulated for years. Right. And trying to drive a jet. You're just, you're, you know, you're, for a jet, a jet motor to work properly, it's got to have a smooth flow of water getting sucked up one through leaf, the impeller. One tiny little twig and you're like and you're off great, step, yeah. especially when you're loaded. Yeah. Cause you can be off step and like just plowing. Yeah. It disrupts um, <clears throat> any like disruption or turbulence in the way the water's flowing through that jet and spitting out the back. Yeah. You just, just sucks the power. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, so, yeah, we. We we loaded up. We had two. So we had a twelve gallon tank, two thirties, and then three. They're supposed to be fifteens, but I got seventeen and a half yeah. in each one. Yeah. So we had a lot of fuel. That's a lot of weight. Um, and then we got four bags of forty pound bags of dog food. Two stink baits, two five gallons of grease, our food, camping gear, fishing yep. gear, like all the stuff. And we started out, we're like, wow, well, we're, we're having trouble getting on step, even without like sticks and twigs and trees and bullshit and the river yeah. issues. But we're like, we'll kind of just like shuffle the load around and sometimes get like, on step. Like last gotta, like, year, you guys figured out how that, that boat liked to be balanced. Really liked to be balanced, exactly. So we started moving shit around and it was just like, we couldn't even go far enough to, without getting plugged up to like try and shuffle shit around to like see if it would get on step. So we're like, well, we're going to have to get beyond step further. So we had like plugged along for a while. We made it like a few miles downstream and and we're going downstream. We're not getting on step, you know? So... We kept moving stuff around and kept dealing with bullshit in the in the jet. And finally, I was just like, "All right, we're fucked. 
we need to get rid of something. So we're like, okay, well, if we only can put one bait in, we're going to still go. We can get rid of 15 gallons of fuel. Yeah. So we ditch a 15, which is a 17 and a half Mm -hmm. or whatever, like I just said. So we ditched one of the metal drums because I was like, this is going to be the heavier, heavier than the plastic ones. And like, it's all of a sudden it's like Mm -hmm. sheep hunt. You're like every single ounce counts as something, you know? So we ditched that and still nothing. So then we ditched. So I'm like on my inrage. I'm like, I'm like, okay, here, (laughs) mark this fuel drum. And I got like the skull and crossbones. It's like <laughs> we're on marking like every single yeah. thing that we're gonna we're about to be ditching like near everything. So we ditched first the fuel, and then we ditched a bag of dog food. I was like, we can be fine with three bags of dog food. Yeah. So we go a little further, and I'm like, this still isn't working. We're like doing better, but we're not getting like on step. We're not getting that like eighteen, seventeen, eight point yeah. five, eighteen. So. And- Next, we ditch another bag of dog food. So we're down to two bags of dog food. I'm like, we can still make this work as long as we have the grease. I was like, I think that just by dumping that fry grease, yeah. we could probably hold bears for a week. You know, they'll eat the dirt. Oh, yeah. like literally, we'll dig down, eat roots and dirt and everything. Yeah. So we ditch that. Still, like, and the, at that point in time, we're down. One gas, two dog foods, I said, yeah. I think so. And I stayed out of the boat. I was like, take it, rip it, see if you can get it on step. Bam, right on step. So I get back in the boat, can't get on step. Oh, well, it's like, funny. Like, leave me here and you just like, go. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, the, and like to interject, like the balance issue is so weird and sometimes it can take like a long like you could go years without really realizing how like a boat a particular boat likes to be balanced oh, like yeah like my dad's um my dad's rig what when we were hauling the four-wheeler like his boat i used to not be able to go slow enough if i was behind him i used to not i couldn't go slow enough to stay on step behind him his boat's yeah. wider it's you know so it can stay on step slower right but Last year, you know, with that four-wheeler in the front and, you know, a bunch of gear and you and some gas in the back, Mm -hmm. I could hardly, I couldn't quite keep up. Like, I was, I couldn't keep pace. You guys are getting farther and farther. Exactly. Normally, you're just like right by and going. And then after a while, you know, I I started catching up and having to slow down a little bit. And then, you know, when we get up there, it's like, yeah, we moved one five-gallon can up front and put it in the gas tank. Yeah. And then after that, it's like everything slowed down. So anyway. Well, so we... Ditched another 15, and everything was better, but not right. And at this point, we've gone a long ways. Yeah. Even though we're going slow, we've made it a long ways. And I'm like, something's fucked up. I was like, we had more weight weight in the boat last year, and we were doing just fine. So we get the boat over to the on the side of the river and we've the whole time been like stop and pulling like you know how that like in the actual jet the there's output, like the, yeah there's the stainless steel on the top and the bottom it's there's like, like the a steer it's the little tabs that you yep. can bend to make it you track get straight sticks yeah. that get across that yeah. inside there and a couple times we had pulled them out and we knew that it was clean but we still weren't 
getting like what we should be. Yeah. So and and I've been over. like texting in reach. I was like, yeah. what's the deal? Because you're yeah. like, oh, it's going to be like, it should normally be like a five hour to exactly. six hour run. And it, it ended up taking us 12 hours oh. to get to, <laughs> to not even to, to all the yeah. way to where we That's were going. Right. Yeah. Because we stopped. It was a 12 mid, like <clears throat> one, almost one o'clock in the morning. Finally, I was like, that looks like a good island. Stop. Let's just go to bed. Yeah. I'm over it. Um. So. We pull over, we rip the, the foot off. I was like, I got to look at the sleeve. I was like, I want to look at the impeller. I want to like, it's a pain. You know how it yeah, is. It's you like want to see pain and you like, you have to pull everything off to yep. like actually get a good look. Well, the actual sleeve was scored, had like oh, a yeah. bunch of scoring in it. And I was like, that's it right there. I was like, what's your spare, spare sleeve look like? So what's up, bud? Um, with your holster on it, yeah. I put it, I think, on the front porch, either on the front porch or inside. I took it out of the truck, okay? So we ripped it apart and looked at it, and it was had a bunch of, like, scores in it. Yeah. From, and I don't know if it was shit that we were sucking up or it was had already been in there. Because he's probably running a stainless impeller mm-hmm. with a, and then they have aluminum sleeve. Like yeah. my old motor. So it'll just hammer on that yeah, sleeve gets annihilated some, if you get something in there. Yeah. Something I think, that's hard. I think a lot of motors now <clears throat> run stainless impellers. I mean, and that's honestly the way to go. My old setup had an aluminum impeller because they were cheaper. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, would sharpen them up every, every time you hit gravel, you got to yank that thing apart and sharpen yeah. it up. And when you sharpen it up, you... And for those like, people who aren't familiar with these uh, outboard jets, and it's outboard jets that you're dealing specifically with this, yeah. you know, you have a, a foot which sucks water up, and the impeller... Through a grate. Yeah, the impeller is, you know, it's not a propeller, it's impeller, it's inside a sleeve, and the drive shaft spins that impeller to suck the water up. Well, the fit between, to have it, like, work properly and get your the maximum power, the like tolerance is nothing. tiny. Like, yeah. Like a remember. card, a single card, a like playing a, card, a playing card. You know, is basically, the yeah. But you want between because you don't you you want essentially as close as tight a fit as you can without the impeller making Hitting. contact with yeah. the sleeve. So you know, if you hit gravel, especially if you have an aluminum impeller, you know, you'd get your impeller blades dull up, and you can. There's ways, you know, certain ways to sharpen those with a file. Mm-hmm. But um, and even a stainless one, eventually, you know, so you can get Needs it banged work. up a little bit. Yeah. And you just put do a little bit of file work on it um but the sleeves are what they they also get scored and gouged from gravel and stuff like that like frank was saying and that just that little bit you know and sometimes even if it's scored a little bit you can what these these impellers also have sh- a series of shims it's like depends on the well that's like what eight, we ended six, up having shims. to do is we when we once we pulled it apart i slid it back together and looked at it, and I was like, well, this is fucked. We still, the tolerance is not good. On it's top of it being scored, I yeah. was like, so we ended up, like, flopping three shims from the That's significant. outside yeah. to the inside. Yeah, so. We did you, two, and then put it back together, because you have to, like, put it all back together and, like, bolt and, it together, and, and then the spin it. Yep. Is get the sleeve in there and spin it, and you're like, okay, well, it still doesn't contact anywhere, so, like, yep. pull back apart, and then spin another shim from the one side to the yep. other side. Put it back together, and it, so we did two, and it hit. 
So we yeah. pulled one and then put it back together. So we increased our, you know, lessened our tolerance between yeah. the sleeve and the impeller and put it all back together, hopped in the boat. Because it's like bam, a, instantly on step, oh like man. pow. Because it's like a section of a cone, you know. This the impeller fits perfectly. It's perfectly Perfect. like profiled yeah. inside the sleeve. And these shims, like when you start out and your impeller and sleeve are new, all the shims are on the bottom of the impeller, holding right. it higher on the drive shaft. Yeah, and it's made so that as it wears, as you you get wear in your mm-hmm. impeller or your your sleeve, you move shims from the from bottom, bottom to the to top, top, and it drops that impeller, so you maintain that tolerance. Is what what he's talking about it? Yeah. It, and it, it when you get a big gap, like it can make a huge all oh, the you difference won't go in the fucking world. Anywhere, yeah. yeah. So, so it worked. We get right on step, and we're like, okay, now like this thing's going good. We figured out what the problem is. So now we've got fuel scattered <laughs> down the river and dog food. So we're like, okay, well, we're fucked. We've been this is like too long already we were hours and hours into this screwing around the entire time it's like let's burning, turn around burning fuel well that's what yeah. we, so we check our fuel the first 30 that we're burning off of and we're like we've burned like 20 gallons of fuel so i was like that's lightening us up anyway yeah. i was like let's go back so we go back <laughs> we get two bags of dog food and two of the 15s yep and then turn around and go back, back down. the other direction yeah. down to where we're going. <laughs> so the whole thing turned into a shit storm. We didn't get to where we wanted to. We got to a good fishing spot. Which I was like, I don't. Rob's like, do we need to go over there and fish tonight? I was like, it's one o'clock in the morning. I was like, I'm hungry, I'm pissed off. I want to go to bed. Yeah. So we set up, passed out. We're like, we'll fish in the morning, and then we'll go and we'll get some bear baits in. And at that point in time, we were like, we're not going to be able to put, we're only going to be able to put one bear yeah. bait in because the other one's quite a bit further, yeah. you know, away. It's another hour yeah, beyond that exactly. one. exactly. Yeah. So we go in the morning and we fish and I caught two pike. Wasn't, it was kind of shitty. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> fuck. I was thinking like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. The river's yeah. plugged with shit. It would be like. Real close to, like, what the first trip that we had was like. But it wasn't. So, I was like, well, fuck this. Let's not not stay here and piddle around, like, trying to catch fish. Let's rip up. We'll rip down and we'll get um, two baits or one bait put in. We got up there. We put the first bait in and decided that... Screw it. Just go gangbusters for it. Go gang, like, what's the worst could happen when we run out of fuel? We do have a stashed 15. That you should be able to make it to. We yeah. should, but we don't know if we, like, kind of like, maybe, maybe not. It's yeah, going to be lighter you, on the way you, back. You're calculating, but we don't exactly, you're calculating how much slower you're going to be going upstream. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we just went for it. We put the one bait in. Everything looked good. I get what I did do is I already talked about how we changed up how we how we put the you know didn't put cribbing in and shit. Yeah. We just like threw a bunch of shit on top of the bait. Yeah. Um. I put the cameras up and set them. Okay, yeah, that looks good. 
turned them on, and while we put the bait in, just let it take pictures. And then check them. And then before, because for some reason, I'm always like, God, it seems like we get in here to put baits in, and we rush. Yeah. It's like, quickly, let's do this and get out of here and on to something new. And yeah. I was like, it always, I'm always pissed off about camera placement. Yeah. And like, uh, why didn't I have the card reader right here and my phone in my pocket? Like, why don't I just take some pictures and look at them and... Then I come back and I'm like, fuck, if it was just to the right a little bit, it would have yeah. been way better. Just to the left a little bit, it would be way better up or down because I'm putting them like 15 feet off the ground up in the trees because I'm sick of getting my ch- cameras chewed up and And like you and- said, at least at least when they're up there, they can't get both paws on it. Yeah, exactly. So I actually put the cameras up on both baits this year and like got a bunch of pictures, looked at them and repositioned nice. the cameras and That's like made idea. them so they're like really nice. Um so we got that bait in and we left and we went and put the other one. We we're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just go do it. What's the worst can happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Worst can happen is I'm gonna have to be walking and I'm gonna have to go find fuel somewhere and go, you know, siphon out a pickup truck or call some support. support. Yeah. yeah. So um, we put the, put the other bait in and then it was, we went up and did it. And at that point it was like, okay, well now all we got is like two days to fish, you know, got both baits and we got to that, to that other bait and there'd already been bears on it nice. this year from last, like, yeah, I mean, we haven't put anything there. We didn't, you know, I walked in and immediately was like, well, it's just shit. A, it was just a hole in the ground when we left it last year. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And this was like. Last year, it was the first time it was ever baited. Yeah. By us, anyway, or whatever. I don't know if anybody else has ever bear baited there. It's funny. It's one of them spots where you're like, surely <coughs> someone has at some point, but you never know. No, never know. I mean, it's, it's, it takes it's a lot of doing to get there. A lot yeah, of doing to get exactly. there and do it, so. Um, so we, we put that other one in, and um, there had already been bears on it. They had already been there. It was, like, obvious that they had been there. I was like, well, look at that. It's fresh bear tracks. Yeah. There's no way that that's been preserved like that yeah. for the entire winter. Well, so last that was year, awesome. And last year when we put it in, what, there was a bear on it two hours after we put it in? Yeah. Or yep. something like that. Yeah. For a brand new bait. It was just mm-hmm. bonkers. So, put it in, and then we went to, proceeded to fish, and the fishing turned out to be out of this world like super shit hot she fishing man yep um sink for five seconds wind the red the old red and white the old red and white daredevil man seemed proved to be like the crusher um what i found out what i found out more this time than the last time we got a bunch of she fish was Man, their mouth is fucking hard, and they hit it a lot, and you don't catch them. You mm. get tons of hits. Yeah. Like, pike, throw it out, bring it across the surface. They'll chase it, and they'll hit it. If they miss it, they're right back on it again. Yeah. She fish will hit it one time, and then they're done. They're, like, back to whatever the fuck they were mm. doing, and they don't, they're not, like, chasing after it. Like, yeah. hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it until they're hooked. I ended up finally the day before we left because I was like, I want to bring one back and smoke it. And I was just like, bump, get a hit, oh, get a, maybe get another hit or like each cast get one hit. Yeah. And I just couldn't hook them. So I was like, you know what? Switched up treble hook. I was like, 
I need to catch a fish to bring back with me, like yeah. a nice big one. First, second cast, I think, with a treble hook, bam, fish on. Nice. I think just because we're catching and releasing everything, we I have all my it's, lures are all easier, single hook. Yeah. It's way easier. It's like less damaging to the fish, easier to unhook, faster. So I knew that I was going to keep one, and I was like, well, screw it. I'll just put a treble hook on. So I put a treble hook back on and threw it out there, immediately had a fish. Nice, 33 inches, 10 pounds. Nice. It's like, yep, this is perfect. We made it afterwards. ended up with six pounds of filet off a 10-pound oh, fish. Like you get like – Everything off the oh, yeah. entire fish is amazing. Yeah, she fish. I think. <clears throat> I mean, at least my opinion. I think it's one of. The, that's my favorite freshwater fish to eat. You wait until you eat that fish that I smoked. Yeah. Well, I've been wanting to do that too. Oh, I've man. been wanting to smoke. Get some of that to smoke. So good. Hopefully that we can get some more on the next trip because now that I've smoked some of it and I'm like, this is really good. I'd love to have like. Two or three more. It's just so difficult because by the time you get up there and your timing. ice, it's, what we were yeah. able to find this time, which I've never seen before, is there was ice still from the oh. breakup on the on, on the, the banks, banks and, stuff. and I busted off a bunch of ice, filled the cooler back up, yeah, put fish on. That is tough. Fish though, on the ice. You know. Typically, there's not ice up there. No. You know where where we're where we're going to. There's it's already all melted off, and in this yeah. next trip, there won't be any more ice. No. You know, it'll all be gone. Um, so the sheepfish will probably be gone too. You know, you know, I cross fingers. You I hope know. I hope not, but you're probably right. Um, so that was the biggest sheepfish that I caught. Was the one that I kept. I caught a thirty nine inch, thirty nine and a half inch pike. I just couldn't oh, break couldn't the break fo- forty. Couldn't break the forty. Um, but we caught a bunch of like thirty seven, thirty eight inch pike. A good pike, yeah, yeah, like awesome. You know, they're all like between 12 and 14 pounds majority of them yeah uh their color is just so cool in that area like they get this that, like it's a totally different and... color pike than i'm used to than yeah. i'm used to seeing you know so yeah we caught some i didn't we didn't try for burbot at all um which yeah i was like you, know, you guys ran in the same thing as we did the first trip up and I've still to this day like talked about like oh I wish I would have been burbot fishing too when we were yeah. hammering all the pike and chief fish yeah you know thinking that you know there's a lot of times these different species of fish when they're they're all like kind of at the same time balled there. up together at yeah. the same time and you wonder you know how big a burbot are are floating around that chief fish was full of other white fish like six inches oh, long oh wow and those lampreys that's cool or what was it you sent me a picture as maybe a burbot rob caught it wasn't even like it was a huge yeah, burbot and we're packed. like fishing for fishing for burbot little chunks little of herring tiny you know? pieces of herring thing had like five six inch white fish white fish it. like whole white fish and i was thinking burbot were all just like bottom feeder like the dregs. scavengers yeah, yeah exactly the things that burbot happened to be was like sucking in white fish whole yeah man <clears throat> so yeah, so we're set. We should the second today's. I don't know what the, today's the. Today's the thirtieth. On the second, we go back. So that's Wednesday. We'll go back and we'll go down there, and I would assume we'll hunt. That we're gonna have. We're gonna be way lighter. We're only gonna just bring one bag of dog food. Yeah. To disperse between the two between the two baits, and I'll, maybe I'll bring one fiver of grease. Um, yeah, or even if you know you but, could, you could get by with just like 
a five gallon bucket, like for each bait, fill a five gallon bucket with dog food and pour some grease, grease in there yeah. and then just dump that out when you go to, cause it, yeah, if you're going to be hunting each bit or well, you, you guys the are hunting pl- together. So if you're hunting, the plan is I, yeah. I left the tree stands and the plan is to go check the one camera and then go to the other bait, check the other camera. And if we like what's on the, the farthest one, we'll just set it up and hunt yeah. it. And if not, we'll go back and we'll hunt the, the other one. I already told Rob, I was like, whatever the, whatever bear you want. I was like, you're up. You can, you can go first and shoot whatever bear you want. Yeah. I was like, unless there's a really nice grizzly bear. Yeah. Then I was like, then you're <laughs> fucked. Cause I'm shooting it. You don't get it. You don't yeah. get any say in it. Yeah. Um, but I doubt it. I'm sure it'll just be black bears. But I'd like to see him shoot a color phase bear. You yeah, know? that'd be that'd be super cool. Super so, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I just you guys told him like, yep, do it up. Um, you're first. You shoot whatever the hell you want to. Is so, he bringing the old the old thirty thirty? He's got the lever action thirty thirty iron nice. sights. Yeah. So I was like, you got to bring that lever action thirty thirty and shoot a bear or two with that. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so, did you get to shoot that? So I found out my dad did a bunch of research because I split that stock. On your so my muzzle loader, my fifty caliber muzzle loader is a Thompson Center White Mountain Carbine. And I've had it for a long time and the stock split. So my dad through like over like probably almost a year of looking found me a brand, a new stock for it. Not easy to find. Yeah. And I shot it four times and blew the stock almost until I was like, I'm going to end up with pieces of this in my face. Because it instantly was cracked. Instantly. First shot cracked in the exact same place. So I kind of was like, well, I'm done with this. Retire it. I have an inline muzzleloader that I had him send me. And I have that now. But rewind. He, in the meantime, after I told him, I was like, that new stock is split already. Like, first shot, it cracked. So I shot it again. It cracked worse. Shot it a third time, yeah. worse. Fourth time, it wasn't really like bad. The original, and then I was the just original like, one, like, was cracked, but it was, for it, a while, it was holding, right? Right. So, apparently, where the trigger screws into that... The stock. Into the stock. It, it, well, it goes... One of the one of the one screws goes into the barrel through into the, the barrel, and it's actually like steel to steel. And the other one is just a uh, goes in, and there's no. It's just like into wood. Yeah. That's where it splits. So apparently that that rifle from the beginning has had that exact same problem. He found some forum somewhere online, people talking all about this shit, and that is notorious huh. for that happening. So what people have done is retrofitted it. They like fully through, like drill the whole thing out yeah, and then get another screw, like a, one of those sleeve screws where the one coming through the yep, bottom, yep. like screws into it yep. and you, instead of it just going into wood, you set it, it up so that. that it goes into another screw on the top and you like clamp the entire thing together front and back rather than just yeah. the front. So... People have done that, but they did it with new stocks. They bought themselves a new stock when they were available. I mean, this thing was, they don't make this shit anymore, you know? So he's like, we could possibly take the one you have right now and like glue it up, clamp it, glue it, fix it, and then retrofit it like that. But he also said, 
take the old stock, ship it back to me, and he's going to try and have somebody make a synthetic stock, like co- carbon copy oh, nice. that stock and make a synthetic stock for that muzzleloader. That would be cool. Yeah. So I was like, all right, so I got to send him I got to send him that back. Even just um, to make a fiberglass, even just making a fiberglass stock, yeah. that would be yep. pretty sweet. Yep, exactly. So this year I'll be using an inline muzzleloader, but whatever. Did you get a cool. chance to shoot that yet? I did. Okay, yeah, and it's still dead nuts. Just, oh, yeah, yeah. I think I'll knock the shit out of whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you're still shooting those 385 Great Plains conicals yep. in there? Yep. Those things kick my ass on my we were up at your place shooting yeah testing out the uh, testing out the old the old beer can caps and uh yep i what i shot a bunch of round balls and then was just seeing how it would shoot with those conicals and right i didn't quite like get a you know i wouldn't say i got a load worked up but i think little another session or two and i should be able to be pretty confident if i end up using that for you know Oh, I know I'm going to kill like a 65 inch bull with my bow this fall, so I won't have to worry Soon about that. Have to worry I won't about have to worry about the Kramer's Field tag, but exactly, exactly. <laughs> I probably should be prepared just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, yeah. So my dad's coming up to moose hunt with him. I got him for his birthday. It was May 20th. I got him the his license and his nice and his locking tag for. For the moose and everything, so that's nice. just a good time. We'll have a lot of fun. Should be a real good um, time. They have, so they're getting their bird feeders ripped down in their yard at night, but from a bear. Is that that picture you sent? Yeah. So he's on the phone with me, and he's like, oh, I, it's crazy. I got this three-legged bear, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, a three-legged bear? He's like, <laughs> oh, you wait. I got all these pictures. I put cameras up. Now I got pictures of it got a tripod bear like it's literally wow. sheared off like above the elbow in the front it's its front left leg gone wow. it looks like a big old boar i mean back there the bears are like the, the black bears back there are massive compared yeah. to, to <laughs> what we have here, yeah. we have here yeah um it looks like probably a 300 300 pound bear man it's got three legs and it's got not even like a stump that it can like hobble on. The thing like he's like all the pictures, there's only a couple of them that's standing up. The thing just likes to lay down. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it's incredible how tough bears are, man. You know, it's like and people sometimes don't give them credit. I think like they're they're just tough. Like I don't how know. How does a bear like that lose its like that bear had to have been its entire life minus that like I'm assuming that that bear got attacked by a boar in the spring. Something, yeah. When it was a cub and probably got fucked up, got its leg broken or ripped off or like kind yeah. of mangled or whatever. How? What else is going to do that to a bear? How else can a bear? Not Maybe he got hit, by a, hit by a car or something, it, but. You know, I, uh, and yeah, critters are tough. And which why, like, uh, it goes without saying, like, you, you feel terrible, like I feel terrible anytime I wound something and can't recover it. And even if it's, even if I know, like, it's a non-lethal. You barely. Wound, you, superficially nicked the side of a bear's hind quarter. Yeah. And, and you and I'm looking at pictures of so, a bear that's missing an entire leg. Yeah, no, and it's totally well, fine. One time I there's been two coyotes in my life that I've shot twice on separate occasions. Oh really? I uh, the first one I was well going backwards, so there was uh when we lived 
This is a couple places goes well. It was right after we got married where we lived. I'd drive by this spot, and there would sometimes be. I'd always look out for foxes and coyotes in these certain couple spots and see them sometimes. Well, one time, coyote there, so I pull over, jump out of the truck, and he's like, he's played this game before. He's running, and I lay down, and it was with that seventeen hornet, and you know, and. I knew I hit him mm-hmm. on the run, but I couldn't tell where. And I watched him run off there. And you could see like a thousand yards. And he's out there and he's like licking his hind leg. I'm like, well, there's no, there's no way. Like you just might as well keep going with your day, unfortunately, because you're not never going to. Yeah, you're not getting Excuse that. me, I had a burp coming. <laughs> never, uh, you're never getting, catching up to him. Yeah. And then uh, it was about a month, I don't know, maybe three four, five, six weeks later, I uh, was driving by the same spot and just a different circumstance. I seen seen him in a spot that I could sneak up to mm-hmm. and pull over, got out, snuck out to the spot I knew I could shoot from. And there he was. You know, I didn't know it was the same coyote, but uh, shot him sure as shit that you same. sacked that, him that, that, that time. Oh, I sacked him that yeah. time. That same, uh, and I go, Psh, I was using a suppressor. So <laughs> that's what, but uh the you know his hind his hind leg had just like an almost healed calcified you know no spot doubt. where I'd clipped him before, hmm. and then the other one was when I was sixteen down in Colorado. I'd sometimes I'd get up and go call a couple spots before school in the morning. Once I got once I got my truck, and you know could had a little bit of taste of freedom there. Yeah, I'd go right. call coyotes before school, and and so I had. Uh, and this was in the days when I was, I was out shooting the potato gun, just poor as yeah. <laughs> Basically, I mean, poor as yeah. And the whole another deal is like learning to you know my where I'm at in life now, and it's not like I got a ton of money, but I appreciate like my how little we had to deal with growing up, you know. Yeah. And so I was hunting coyotes with my thirty out six that I'd worked potatoes and save up and bought. It's the it's sitting right out there. It's, it's like probably the worst rifle I own, but it's I'll never sell that one. Anyway, I got I lo- hand loading with a Lee loader that just stole where you yep. hammer the case in to size yep. the neck. I found on the internet back in the glory days of the internet, I found a bag of uh, um, accelerator sabots. You ever heard of them? Thirty out six accelerators. Mm-mm. Well, what it is, it's just a thirty caliber plastic sabot that you could load a twenty two caliber. Like two twenty three bullet into four thirty out six. Yeah, and Rem- Remington used to make them, <clears throat> used to produce them in thirty thirty and thirty out six. I think thirty thirty two, but I remember seeing no them shit. in the store at thirty out six. And that's a screaming so, freaking twenty two round. And, and I didn't know any of the science or anything like that behind that. I mean, I just. You know, I'm slapping stuff together and, you know, not, I probably like the powder was probably way slow burning than what you would want. But I I didn't have a, I freaking never even seen a chronograph before. So who knows, but, and I don't even remember how well they would shoot or how I ever got such a thing to shoot, but I'll be damned. I loaded up the, you know, 52 grain spear hollow points in those things. And, uh, and I killed, I killed quite a few coyotes with them Hmm. somehow. But they, uh, this one, I pulling over and this one coyote, you know, sitting in the edge of the field about a hundred yards out there, just sitting there. And I pull over my dad was, was driving my dad's truck at the time. I think it was old, like 74 F-150 and 
pull over and jump out and run over there and lean on a fence post and boom, I missed. And he had been like sitting there the whole time, didn't pay any attention, dumb one, hadn't been shot at before. And so it's like he then he's now he's run and I end up hitting him on like the third shot. Uh-huh. And I seen him I seen him running into the brush like hind leg flopping and I'm like, God oh, boy. And I couldn't I couldn't find him and I had to get to school, so I went to school and you know, obviously I felt bad about that. That's why we're just like pulling all our my animal wounding skeletons out of the closet here. All right. But uh it was same deal. It was like maybe a month and a half, month, month and a half later. Um, there was a spot, and this was probably as the crow flies, probably three miles from where I my house. Um, it's all pretty rural country, but there was a spot that I would walk if if I got up and the mood hit me right in the morning and it was snowing or like real stormy. I would go. I'd walk across the highway go walk back to a couple old ponds and I'd call Fox in occasionally back there. So I did that before school one morning, like a month and a half later, walked back there, called in and I was using my Ruger 1022 and it was before I learned how to like take the damn thing apart and clean, clean it, it out it so it would get gummed up when it was cold. Yeah. And I call him for 10 minutes. Now out of the brush pops this like mangy looking, dirty looking Fox, you know, and I, he comes running down to like 15 yards click and look at i'm looking at the thing in the scope and i'm like that looks like a, like i just had not know why i didn't realize because kai you couldn't think of two more different animals but well, whatever was stu- the yeah. idea was stuck in my head that i was only going to call a fox in there right i don't know what i was thinking but click ripped around out of there click he's still standing there rip another round out of there and he turned and i did it went on you know i shot and hit him in the lungs he ran over there and died and i walked over it's like oh that that's a coyote and i was like that's a three-legged coyote it's the same no one is the same one same huh. leg healed up and it was only you know two and a half three miles from where that where that happened i mean it had to be had to be the same one like healed at just the right you know and he was you know right about right above the hawk i think on the hind leg was yeah so they're they're freaking critters are tough. It's just oh yeah, no doubt. Kind of went it. down a rabbit hole there, but well, whatever. My buddy Tom just he butchered a bunch of chickens and took the carcasses and shit like what he had like the legs and the fucking ends yeah. of wings and stuff and nailed them to a tree and put a camera on it a couple like month ago or something like that. And what do you need, bud? Well, you got a sleeping bag in your tree fort, don't you? No. Nope. Well, I mean, like, hot. Hot? Well, you're not going to start a fire in your tree fort, dude. I meant, like, on the ground. On the ground? It started to go out. Okay. Well, I can't help you right now on that, okay? We'll see if we can come up with a solution. Can you put that back, please? Put that back, please. Yeah. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. See you later, dude. <laughs> so I get, the, he, he I get got, some odd requests. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> you know, I'm sure they'll get odder. Yeah. <laughs> Doors wide open. Yeah, he right. loves that. <laughs> oh, it'll close itself. Yesterday it was windy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
He got a picture of an awesome coyote, like a blonde coyote. I've never oh, seen that's one cool. like like beautiful blonde coyote. Wow. Yeah. No, I've never seen anything like that around here. No, oh no, me neither. Um yeah. Just side note. No, blonde, that's that's super coyote. cool. Yeah. Keep your eye out come trapping season. I try to keep I that don't even sucker know if you fed. can Yeah, I guess you can trap back there. It's like super limited short mm. seasons and Oh, it's not in Alaska. No. Oh, yeah. No, 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 okay. No. no. Well, they get some like down in the, some parts of the states, especially back east. It seems like they get some cool color phase coyotes, like black black coyotes. I've seen that, but I've never of. seen I've never seen the like blonde like that though. I've never I've never heard of one like that either. Um, I don't shut that door. Open. I don't know. How, yeah, do it up. I'll try and find this picture here. Oh yeah, right there. Yeah, they seem to like chickens. Nailed to trees. So do uh, fisher cats like them, too. Oh, wow. So there's the one right there. Like, you can see what a, that's a, oh, like yeah, normal, that's a normal coyote one. look. And then yeah, that that's, one, that's like... That's cool. Really cool looking dog, yeah. That'd be a good one. That'd be like full body mounter. Yeah. I rarely... I mean... I've had them up at my house a few times at night, wake me up in the summer, like yipping, you know, like mm-hmm. full-blown pack of them come right up into the yard. Um, Jesus, I was out there shooting that rifle that Hollenbeck built, man. That This was like three, right before, we still had snow, but majority of it up where my house is was gone because it's south-facing. There's like spots of snow in the woods and i'd been shooting my rifle and i went down to to i mean i'm using a spotting scope so i can like look at the target but i'd shot a lot yeah and i wanted to go down and put like i take a sharpie and just like put crosses across each of the holes Mm -hmm. and then i just keep shooting right at the same target and i was walking by my drain for my washing machine and the snow must have fallen off because I don't really live up there anymore. And the snow fell off the roof in the spring and ripped part of the pipe, the drain pipe from the washing machine because I just yeah. have gray water for the wash. Yeah. just like runs right out on the ground. Um, ripped part of it off. So I was like, well, shit, I'll fix this. So I'm standing there like taking some screws out of the wall and like fixing a piece of strapping that I got the, the pipe hung on the side of the house with. And I hear something like, or like running through the leaves in the woods and then I don't hear it and then I hear it again and I was like what the fuck is that and we had been seeing there's like a whole bunch of birds and shit around mm-hmm. so I was like ah, I just kind of like passed it off I was like ah, it's just fucking these birds are like getting bugs and stuff so I finished putting the thing together and start walking down to the target I mean it's a hundred yard target yeah. from my back deck you, you know what I'm talking about oh yeah and I walked down there and I get to the target, and I'm like, what the fuck are all these tracks in the snow where there yeah. is snow? And I look, and I'm like, holy shit, that's wolf tracks. And I was like, I was down here this morning, and I was down here yesterday. None of these tracks were here. And I start, like, oh, yeah. re- rewinding my head, and I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, that wasn't fucking birds that I was hearing. That fucking wolf came up from below my house. 
stood. Literally, if I was on my deck with a rifle in my hand, I could have greased that thing. And when it's still in April, too. Yeah. I could have shot it standing three feet away from my 100-yard target. <laughs> Literally, the tracks were, like, right next to the target, three feet away. Oh, man. Came right up, saw me standing there trying to fix the pipe, and then it ran off. That's what I had. To, yeah. And that's what I had heard was the thing running off. Brazen. They cut, like, don't even care. Yeah. Middle of the day, 11 o'clock in the morning. Jeez, how would he... There would have been something else to be sitting there, yeah, picking, getting ready to shoot, and then I oh, had just man. <laughs> been, I just got done. I'd like shot ten times. Oh man, didn't even care at all. Just came right up, right. To, I mean, I call that right to the house. Oh yeah, hundred yards away. Yeah, that's to the house. <clears throat> he was standing there watching me putting that pipe back together. <clears throat> oh, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Yep, sometimes sometimes the things you see. I have pictures of them. I have like a little surveillance, like the trail cam surveillance. Yeah. I've seen them right in my driveway. Wolves. Just one, but. Yeah. I mean, they're there. They come around. It's like oh, yeah. three o'clock in the morning or whatever, but they're around for sure. Yeah, same thing with. There's more. There's more bears around town than people realize, too. I think the ones yeah. that, you know, the stupid ones get picked off pretty quickly and right. frequently, you know, being that but there's like those a town thousand. Bears there's, are wise. Yeah. They're wise, most of them. Yeah, there's like a thousand baits in Unit 20B or whatever, you know, or it used to always be like 900 or yeah. anyway. You know it's but more now. Probably, yeah. yeah. But uh, with some of the biggest, it, for a while they were the biggest black bear tracks I'd ever seen aside from that, that big one that I killed when I was 18. Mm -hmm. Um, this was two or three years later. I used to back when I used to like try to get ready to go sheep hunting. I, uh, I would hike a backpack up Birch Hill up the backside. You could, uh, it was before they put in that subdivision, the, uh, like Shannon park. Yeah. Yeah. That was all just timber and you could, drive where the Steese and Johansson by the Birchill Cemetery, that corner, mm-hmm. you could like drive back in the woods there and it kind of dead ended there. There was a little like cul-de-sac there at the, oh, yeah. uh, I know exactly at the fence to the about. tank farm on Fort Wainwright. Yeah. And so I'd park there and there was a trail that would go up the hill along the back edge of the cemetery and you'd hike up there and then it would go cut like back, off the edge of someone's yard or something like like the trail would cut up the hill and event and it would go through the woods and it would pop out in that power line cut that yeah. utilities cut mm-hmm. that you can see from the steeds there in town mm-hmm. and you'd hike up there to the top and turn around and hike back well uh one morning i was hiking it in the morning and it had rained that night the night before and you know how the ground gets you know like fresh like heavy rain the night before it's uh-huh. all like that soft like uh silty dirt gets just spattered mm-hmm. so you can tell like su- super fresh now, there was two different sets of bear trap black bear tracks on there one was like a five footer looked like and the other one was like almost seven inches across the front pad big old bear yeah big black bear yeah like in town mm-hmm. and no one you know you don't ever in around around here like bears that 
I mean, I can't remember. It's not very often you hear bears getting into people's shit or anything like that. And it's not like people are super careful around here with all their, or have to be super careful around here with all their garbage and stuff. It, it might happen occasionally. It seems like it's most of the time it's, uh, mushers, dog yards, dog yards, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and sometimes like, you know, it seems like every year out there in North pole by like off Plaque road or Bradway, there was someone seeing a grizzly running around this spring mm-hmm. somewhere out in that, for some reason, grizzly bears seem to move through there sometimes. Yeah. In, right. In the spring early, yep. almost every year you hear about it. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> no, I, I mean, I couldn't believe in it. Like there's bears around, but I think the stupid ones don't last very long. Yeah. Because they would get, like, it's not like a, it, this is a place that, like, tolerates problem bears. <laughs> oh, no. Hell no. But, every other house. Yeah. There's more like five houses in a row, and the sixth one doesn't have a gun, and then the next five have guns. Yeah. <laughs> like the, <clears throat> and use them and hunt and fish. Uh, yeah, and, you know, exactly. And the overall mentality is just not, you're not going to put up with. Well, no. Problem exactly. bears, you know, problem problem animals in general. No, but I wouldn't put up with shit. I wouldn't have put <laughs> up with that wolf if I'd seen no. it. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't blame you. That would have been a funny phone call to get. Yeah, hey, I just shot a freaking wolf right in my yard. Yeah, sighting in my rifle. <laughs> hey, it's dialed right in. <laughs> yep. No, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing how like what that thing will really like yeah me too for sure no it's the joys of load development it's a freaking pain man when you start like if special and i wouldn't even say like i do it as thoroughly or good you know it's almost infinite people it's like almost like crazy like the the different combinations of powders Mm -hmm. and bullets and you know it's not like it's typically that's about as much as i'll play with the seed or i'll try to get like the seeding depth you know I'll play with that a little bit, but there's factors, you know, powder, bullet, primer, seating depth, neck brass. tension, brass, um, you know, other, I mean, yeah, I guess maybe there's not a million factors, that but there's rifle, a lot of, can, there's a lot of variation that. That yeah. rifle, man, I would never, I'd never buy a Kimber rifle again. Yeah. Cause that was your, the one that Steve built for you was your 300 action. Yeah. And it is a 300 short mag again. Yeah. And the action's awesome. I mean, it's based off of a, you know, Mauser Winchester Mauser, yeah. you know, that's awesome. Model 70 action. It's awesome. It's good yep. as it gets in my mind. Yep. Um, but yeah, that rifle, I mean, I had it dialed in at one point and it shot pretty good, but I don't know. Never uh, knocked your socks yeah. off type of shooting. No. Well, and your two forty three is the same way, right? It, that thing would never really never shoot really well. shoot good. Exactly. So done with everything. I gave Steve the two forty three, and I told him to rebarrel. We do. I mean, it doesn't even look like the same rifle anymore. But yeah, we'll see. Should be good. Should be good. Heck get her, yeah! Get her dialed in. Do some shooting when I have time. Man, it's just so busy this time of year. It's tough. Oh, it's Between, real like, tough. Trying yeah. to deal with bear hunting and then work stuff and 
trying to get this garage finished. I'm so over that project. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like you about got her pretty much. Man. Pretty much whooped as far as is, is it the siding and trims probably is the last thing you yeah. got. Did you get all your siding put on yet? No. Those last couple pieces? I did. All the T111, three yeah. sides, but the front side is all cement board. Oh. And that all has to be painted. Today I built all the corner boards. So there's still, I got a lot of work ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> it's all like the finish it. It just takes time. You know, it's yeah. all got to be painted and it's all got to be put together and cut perfectly so it all fits right and everything. Yeah. And But whatever. No, it's cool. It'll be done here shortly. We'll be, you know, maybe a little bit over a year. And the whole thing will be fully fully finished. Nice. I just can't see like I don't know. I see so many projects around here get to the three quarter stage, and and then ten and, years later, yeah, and yeah. you know the Tyvek's flapping in the fucking wind, and you know the well, plywood starts rotting, and it's yeah. like fuck, you just spent a lot of money on this. Like finish it, yeah. You know, in my mind, that's you know that's how I roll. I just yeah. want to do it, and be done with it. So no, it makes sense. You'll be glad when you did. Are yeah. you uh, are you still planning on doing your your like mosaic tile? In oh yeah, the center floor. Yep, yep. We gotta have all the tile to do it. It's oh, just nice. a matter of time. That's like yeah, that'll come some point in time this summer too when Carrie's you know cause she's not teaching now, so we'll do it. She wanted to be involved with doing that. Nice um, that part of the project. Um, yeah, just we were talking today, and she's like. So if we didn't always have a project that we we're working on, what would we do? And I was like, I started thinking about it. And I was like, fuck, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think we just kind of need projects. <laughs> we don't have a TV, <laughs> so yeah. it's like Kid, I think kids got to work, that work me, on yeah. shit. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember there was a time in my life when I knew what it was to be bored. I, fuck me. But. I always just seem to be building something. Like, always. It never seems to end. I'm always like, yes, I'm done. This is I'll sweet. Be able to I'm going to be doing yeah. this and this and this. And then I'm like, oh, well, we need to build this and that. And, well, why don't we start this project? So, yeah, I mean... It's all good. Yeah, part of it's mind. part of it's enjoying the process, you know. It, and it is too. And it's like as much as I bitch about it and being like, Fuck, I wish I could do this and that and the other thing, I still seem to fit in all you know, all the stuff that I yeah. need to to like my fun stuff and work on these projects at the same time and I don't know. Yeah, I can't I'm not really an idle person. You know, yeah. I can't I gotta be busy, I gotta be doing something and I build shit, so that's yep. what it is, you know? Yeah. No, it makes sense, and it's it's uh, it's easy to get, like, I don't know, I find it easy to get sidetracked, like, oh, man, I, I would, because, I mean, life, especially for me, the past few years has gotten extremely busy. Oh, it's like, yeah. oh, man. Three friggin' kids. You know, <laughs> I want to be doing this, or can't, you know, like, I can't do this big, this big spring bear trip this year, and. Yeah, like you never sometimes know what there's always more, but you know, you think about it, like there's always more you in theory could be doing. Like you just gotta be content with at a yeah. certain point you gotta be content with the opportunities you have and just be like, you know what, I yeah. at least I can still do this and it's you know. I'm my problem is I feel 
Like if I do take the day and I don't do anything, I like relax. I feel guilty that I'm not doing something. Oh yeah. Not doing something productive. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I'm a loser. Carrie's always like, it's one day, like one afternoon. You did shit this morning. She's like, you still feel bad. Like what is the problem here? I'm like, I don't know. I just like feel like I need to be constantly doing something. Yeah. For me, for me, it's like, it's not so much. Yeah, uh, I feel I that suck. way a little bit, but it's more like there's stuff I want to be doing. Yeah. It's not necessarily that, yeah, I mean, because there's like so, I got like, I feel like I have an overflowing like vault of shit that I would love to do or be doing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like if I sat down and thought about, it, oh, there's this, 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 and this, oh, you know, yeah. that I would like to be doing and like, you know, it's just life. You can't do it all. You can mm-hmm. never do it all. Nope. But, um. So I guess for me, it's a little different maybe than just thinking like, oh, I'm lazy if I'm not, if I'm relaxing. It's more, it's more like, oh, what could I be, be doing right now that I want to be doing yeah. as well? So, you know, I kind of got to, you kind of got to temper that or thro- well, just, throttle it down a little bit sometimes. I just did the whole freaking T1, I say I, carry an I. Um so we're up there, we're, we're doing this whole bear bait fishing thing, and day two, Rob's like, I don't know, man, <clears throat> my throat's a little sore, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, Rob's got COVID. <laughs> and weren't you, tell, weren't you telling me you, he wasn't sure, because he, he said he, well, at first he, he blew started, chunks? He, he fucking <laughs> started gagging when I pulled the stink bait out, he was like dry heaving and shit, like <laughs> drooling all over himself, like... Little puke residual, and he's like, "Why do you always make me do this?" And I was like, "Because I don't want to smell that horrible <laughs> shit." So he's like, "At first, I thought it was just like, oh, the dry heave and scratched my throat up or something." And then he's like, "I don't know, man." The next morning, he's like, <laughs> I think I got a cold, and I was like, "Fuck!" We're sleeping in the same tent, riding in the same boat, like two feet away from each other all day. And I was like, "We got two more days." Yeah. I was like, ah, I'm fucked. So it was fine the whole trip up there. He was sick as shit the next day. Coughing, oh, hacking, stuffed up, headache and shit. Feeling You're like, like don't die shit. on me before we get right. back to town. Right, I was town. like, Jesus, man, I'm not really a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so he's sick the whole way back. And then I get back to town. I'm like, ah, nice, dodge that bullet. Wake up the next morning. I was just like, oh, fuck, I feel Ugh. like shit. Shit, I haven't had a cold in like three years. Man. So just instantly all plugged up, coughing and hacking and everything. Yeah, I could tell when I talked to you on the phone, I could tell you sounded rough. Yeah. yeah. So For the record, I think Rob did get tested and is negative. Well, yeah, I've just been playing off him. I'm like, so how do you feel today? Yeah, he's like your canary in the coal mine. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? He's like, oh, yeah, today's great. Oh, I'm doing better now. So we could, for him to go back to work, he had to go. He had to go and get tested. He texted me yesterday or the day before. He's like, "Good news, you don't have COVID." <laughs> or like you're telling telling Temple's like, "Just say you tested positive. We're going bear hunting tomorrow." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, "Play this shit off, man. You get your whole family out. Everybody's got a freaking quarantine. Somebody's oh, got man. COVID. You know, we're out of here." Yeah, so whatever. But today, yeah, this morning. So I've just put all this T111 on the entire garage sick as shit because I got like 
schedule to time keep slot, here. Yeah, you know, yeah. I got a time slot where this has to happen before I go bear hunt. Before I and I got oh, like tons of work lined up that I was just like, fuck, I gotta. This all has to happen here, you yeah. know? There's like, I can't be sitting around feeling sick and shit, so I just powered through it, and I've been working every day. But, yep, feel good now. Yeah, no, you're sounding sounding yep. back to normal. It was cleared right up. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I, had a, uh, I don't know, it was a few, a few weeks ago I had a cold. It's like, the cold doesn't just go away. Now everyone's just so freaking twitchy. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, this is the time of year I always get colds and, you know, right about breakup. I had to go get something at the store the other day, and I'm like, in the store, and I'm like, oh, my God, I got (laughs) to fucking sneeze so bad. I'm looking at people, and I'm like, they probably wouldn't mind. I was like, fucking shit, I got to go outside for a minute. Go outside, sneeze like 25 times. Oh, man. Okay, now I'm clear. Go back in. (laughs) Oh, man, that's funny. People freak out. They start shooting at you now these days. <laughs> yeah. You like start sneezing or coughing or something. People like like come unglued. <clears throat> yeah, it's getting weird out there. Better yeah. off sitting in a tree stand hunting bears. You got that right. Yeah, I, uh, I think Wednesday is going to be. That's yeah, next chance I have to go out. Hopefully, uh, yeah, should have learned my lesson, have a chance to redeem myself. And I know you guys are. Yeah, should be. Maybe sitting in this tree stands about the same time. Two, uh, Wednesday night, yeah. Wednesday. So. Wednesday night, we'll all be in reaching in the tree stands. Yep. Yeah. No, it should be. No, should we should go. And, we should be able to rip right up there and choose which of the two we want to hunt. Which bear wants to be? You know, what, yeah. what bear we want to shoot first? You know, yep. kind of like maybe I should knock wood right now, but I know that the baits are gone already right now. Yeah. Both. Both baits, all yeah. gone. But they're still there, guaranteed. And all I got to do is be like, shake the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> be like, come and get it. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it's pretty so, incredible. No, it'll be cool. It'll be awesome. It's unfortunate your dad didn't make it down there. Um, yeah. He's just planned to just turn and burn, like I, fix the boat and go again. No, I, I, I would assume so. I got to talk to him because, yeah, tomorrow's Memorial, well, Monday's Memorial Day, right? I don't even know. Today's Sunday. Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow, so I'm sure, yeah, he's not going to be able to get parts because he tried to go down there and um, and he had run his boat in town and it was running fine. And then he said, I don't know, I got to talk to him. He said he knew what the issue was but needed parts. So with whatever that information means, hopefully he'll be able to get his parts as soon as the parts store open and turn and burn and maybe be up there at the same time you guys or would okay, be, right would be it would be ideal. Right on. But uh yeah. I'm a little little butt hurt that I can't make it this year, but that's all right. I'm a little worse. I had I had my chance already, but no, nah, I should I should still have a chance to redeem myself and throw some throw some meat in the freezer and yeah. And get to hunt, you know, get a few more good good nights of hunting. I'm before the end of I June. can't I'm super stoked now that we got this smoker. I'm super stoked yeah, to make a bunch of bear sticks. Chef one, yeah. yeah, I'm super stoked to make that. I mean, I just made that smoke that she fish is yeah. just fuck, man. It's probably some of the best smoked fish I've ever eaten. Um, I'm really happy. Like while I'm gone hunting, Carrie's talking like she's gonna smoke the hams from last year. Oh, nice. That nice. I cut out of the bears. Yeah. Um, and I still just have frozen chunks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like. 
get that thing sharpened right up because oh, I'm yeah. going to be back with some more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Figure yeah, it out. Yeah. Get her dialed in. Get yeah. her lined up. It's like, yeah, the whole thing is how many bears do I want to shoot? Yeah. How many, like, just do it up heavy on the first night and then just spend a day and a half, you know, dealing with me and getting them hot, you know, getting the hides out and getting the skulls out and leave. Yeah. If we can do them up quick and get back fat, you know, cause that's the whole yeah. factor of is how t- much, is, you know, yeah, it's it, going to be cooler this year. Yeah. Than it, it was, has hot been. Last, it was the last couple of years. It rained a lot. This last trip we were up there yeah. and it was cooler. I had freaking bibs on and a puffy, puffy jacket almost the whole yeah. time. Um, and what it's looking like for weather, um, it's going to be cooler. No, that'll make this a, year that'll as make well. a big difference because last year it was like, you know, seventy five degrees during the day or oh, hotter oh, or in hotter. The sun, yeah, you know, yeah. And if you can, I think you know, compared to what we did last year, um, you know, you obviously you're getting the bears scun at like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. After you kill them, once you get back to camp. Um, get them scun. I I was thinking, you know, in the spot where we camped, you could you could get because there's plenty of driftwood. If you got a chainsaw, you could sink. You could make a couple hanging poles. Yeah, and stretch tarp. You know, rig up something to stretch tarp over them for shade. Yeah, and and you know, you trim the excess any excess fat off the quarters, and you know. Hang Actually the hides hang there. The hang meat. the hides there in the shade to cool. Yeah, where they're going to stay in the shade, where it's not you're going to go to sleep at six thirty right, and, and wake up at nine. Baking. And baking in the sun. Yeah, you know if you can get them hang into where they'll cool in the shade, and then you can kind of fold them up. Assuming you're not able to, you know, when you're not able to prep them and get them get them salted right there. Right. You know they'll last longer like that, and the meat will last longer hanging in the shade. Mm-hmm. You know whether it's whether it's go back in a you know, in a stand of willows or something where it's going to be shady. Um, or if you can actually like make a couple, you know, dig a couple holes and sink a couple poles to make, mm-hmm. make, you know, a couple good hanging poles that you can keep in the shade. Yeah. Um, you know, something like that would do better than the setup we had last year where we were kind of spreading it out under, we had it shaded, but spread it, it out on, on logs, dri- and, on stuff. logs yeah. and driftwood instead of totally hanging. I think that would help, but yeah, that's the old, it's going to be a marathon. It always is. I mean, that's, oh, you know, when no doubt about it. And that's what makes it so much fun is you're just cramming a ridiculous amount of action. Awesomeness. And awesomeness <laughs> into a very small amount of time. Yeah. And then you just sleep when it's all over. This is last trip. We were going to bed at two, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I mean, every night. Yep. You know, it's not dark. Yep. It's like 3 a.m. You're like cooking brats on the fire. On the fire, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. No, that's fun. Yeah. Well, anyway, it'll be a good time. But oh, for sure. Anyway, we'll get off. We'll shut up and get off of here. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, if you enjoy enjoy the podcast, I appreciate it if you leave a good review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. And if you're ever sitting in a tree stand and you think, "Oh, I'm going to draw my bow on this animal," don't do and it. I'm not actually ready to shoot it. Do not do it. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll regret it. Anyway, all right. Thanks everyone.